It's the Great Dante Read-Through. It's the Great Dante Read-Through, where we are reading through all of the comic strip, The Adventures of Nikolai Dante. Co-created by Robbie Morrison and Simon Fraser from the weekly science fiction anthology comic, 2000 AD. I'm Simon Fraser. And I'm Edie Nugent, freelance writer and Simon's wife. Join us as we swashbuckle our way through the Russian Empire of the future. Warning, there will be spoilers. We will be talking in depth about these comics, so if you haven't read them yet, listen at your own risk. To join our book club and read along with us, go to shop.2000ad.com to pick up the books in hard copy or digital. Today we're reading The Mask of Dante and The Movable Feast, found in progs 1125 through 1130. Hi, Simon. Hi, Edie. So we are going to start off today in our two-installment two episode yeah. with The Mask of Dante. Yeah, drawn by Charlie Adlard uh, and written by Robbie Morrison, of course, uh, Color Ballas and Kirkpatrick, and lettered by Annie Parkhouse again. Okay. Let me, uh, let me scooch a little bit next mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so we are going to start here. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I... Charlie obviously has, has done Dante before. Um, it's really I have to say about this without any mean. Charlie is 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 got a a reputation as being a very fast artist, uh, and as his stuff looks, it looks like he's done very efficiently. It's very quick. He's a very quick artist, but um, and that get, makes him in demand because obviously he can do a lot of work. He can do a lot of things. He saved. Dante Didn't you say something it. like he could do five pages in one something day like that, or yeah. something Rob, Rob, insane? Charlie has a reputation for being able to save books. On schedules, he can he can do inhuman things. He's super I mean, it's like a quick. big deal it's for big artists deal. if you get two pages done in one day. I, I, I think five. I think he gets he gets sort of um, unfairly dismissed as being this kind of like a, somehow um, he's he's not a good artist. Charlie's a great artist. Charlie's a very very good draftsman. Um, he can do things very very capably. He's a very good storyteller, um, and he has a certain lightness of touch, which is one of the things that makes him one of my favorite Dante artists if not my favorite Dante artist, not to diminish Burns in any way. Um, Burns is obviously a spectacularly great artist, uh, but Charlie's got a, a tremendous lightness of touch, and I think he's very, very good at Dante. He gets Dante in a way. He manages to make him sympathetic. He manages to keep the energy and the lightness and the sexiness of the whole thing um, in a way that we, we really, that was the aim of the strip in the first place. And not all artists get that. Um, Charlie does. Charlie gets it right away. And he really keeps the energy and he keeps the spirit of it very well. So I really like Charlie's drawing of Dante. So I'm just just more to get out there. And this is one That's of the very nice. Yeah, anyway, he did he did a bit of quite a quite a few Dante stories early on, and I'm very happy. He Basically, did. what we're saying is Charlie, we would love to have you on our podcast. Yeah. We will tell you how good you are. Yeah. For we'll, like we'll, a while. We'll blow smoke up. Like your that ass could be half all the day. episode. Yeah. All day. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm So um, this is a plea. No, yeah. I'm kidding. We did not talk about this beforehand at all. You are genuinely complimenting Charlie, but also you well, should be on our podcast. We're working Charlie. on it. Um, okay. I'll email him. <laughs> Good. Um, so we open uh, at the Kronstadt Manor in Kalingrad. Mm -hmm. A very, very uh, huge uh, building uh, with a large bri bridge in front of it. Um, sure. It's some kind woods. of... Woods... Neoclassical facade. It is. It is a. It is a large, wealthy-looking place. Mm -hmm. um, and it is the year of the Tsar, twenty-six sixty-eight. We have a new year. Yeah, Drink. On. We're in a new yeah. year. So um, this is part of a series of stories called, I think, Tour of Duty, where Dante basically does a little short adventure with every single one. Or we're, almost we're not all of into his, Tour of Duty yet. Oh, okay. The, it, collectively, I think it was called the Tour of Duty because he was doing little short stories with each of his half siblings. So this is the one where he does. Um, uh, story with Nastasia, um, which I think is the only major art that Nastasia was ever involved with. Um, but the point of this was world building, because mm. a lot of the, the the plot threads that are laid out in this uh, are picked up later on, especially the House of Bolshoi and the House of Kronstadt. There's kind of like the, the the shenanigans of the great houses 
the, the maneuverings and the posturings and the politics. So these are all outlined. And we also so get... So the wealthy, powerful people that hold sway in the society but are not um, uh, Romanovs or Makarovs. Yes, right. So we get, we're getting a bit more of this world. Um, that, okay. That's what this, this set of stories is all about. Mm -hmm. So we get to... Just, we get to see the, the characters of the, the, the siblings. Uh, but Excuse also, me, I have to interrupt you. We meet Maria Beria, again. who has, we yeah. have seen her sight. No, not again. This is the first time we're seeing well, we've her. Heard her. We have we've, heard her writings true. overlay many of the episodes, yes. but she is here yes. reporting live yes, from is. a party in a very nice party dress. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very excited to see her. I was like, yay! <laughs> Fangirling Maria Beria. Uh, listen, she's a reporter. She's so it's always columnist. nice to see the face behind the reporting. Okay. That's personal well, for me. I'm glad. There you go. Anyway. She seems, she's very cute. Charlie she is cute. She looks she's, great. Yeah, she's, uh, she's in a black velvet dress that is uh, pushing her bosoms up. Mm -hmm. She's got her hair swept back. Uh, mm -hmm. She's got long black opera, opera gloves on. And she's holding like a little Mardi Gras mask. Mm -hmm. And she looks great. Yeah. Um, but I'm sorry I interrupted you. So you're it's talking okay. basically world building. You're world saying. building, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're getting so, Nastasia here, who's the this the little known um, Romanov sibling. Right. We we haven't seen we we saw a brief bit with her in the right. beginning. Mm -hmm. She led Dante through a party once, sort she of did. smack talking all the people mm -hmm. at the party. Yeah. Um, that was it's, at the. That's kind of her shtick, really. Yeah. Um, so now we get being an actual mean, adventure being, with her. Yeah. Being mean to people at parties is kind of what she does. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect of the sibling that literally spits venom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are in the grand ballroom of the manor. <laughs> <laughs> right, now. I mean, maybe it is, but also, also it's true. Yes. <laughs> it can be both. Um, we're in the ballroom of the manor, and um, Maria is telling us how uh, this is a masquerade ball that's celebrating the engagement of Tomas. Kronstadt, mm -hmm. Russia's most eligible bachelor to the woman who sold his heart, Lady Constance Bovary. Mm -hmm. And everyone who's anyone is here, their faces concealed behind giant masks. Mm -hmm. um, Dante is on the roof, peering in, mm -hmm. uh, with, standing behind um, uh, Nastasia, mm -hmm. um, and they're talking about her ex. Mm -hmm. And who is Kronstadt? Who is Kronstadt. A, who we find out in a page is is Kronstadt, mm -hmm. and he basically says Dante is sort of saying, you know, our father Dimitri yeah. told me that he would basically uh, execute me if right. I didn't stop you mm -hmm. from busting in on this party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we get, you know, six hours ago mm -hmm. back at the Romanov uh, the Winter Palace. Um, we see uh, Nastasia watching TV, mm -hmm. and she is finding out uh, on television mm -hmm. that she has been dumped yep. by uh, Kronstadt mm -hmm. um, for this uh, woman. Mm -hmm. And they're like, aren't you with Nastasia? And he says, she's a femme fatale, not bride-to-be material. Mm -hmm. So, like, she's cool and all, but you don't take her home to mom is right. what... He's saying, so she, uh, Nastasia gets really upset. She destroys, like, the television that she's mm -hmm. watching this on and has some choice words, calls him a two-faced, two-timing, two-bit, narcissistic, thespian scumbag. Mm -hmm. um, also sexist. Don't leave that part out. Yes. He's doing some uh, Madonna whore syndrome sure. here, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. You take one home to mom and you sleep with the other one. Right. We are women. We contain multitudes, dude. Indeed. Like, get with the program. But uh, anyways, Nastasia is upset, and <laughs> Dante awkwardly tries to comfort her. And she's, like, very, it's very awkward. Yeah, no He's like, they're there. Isn't this what brothers do? And she's like, you know what? You're not a real brother. You mm -hmm. are a street rat, mm -hmm. half-breed, um... And uh, if you don't stop touching me, I'm going to torture you worse than my ex right. when I get my mm -hmm. hands on him yeah. for doing this. And uh, he's like, Don Dante's like, you cared about this douchebag that much? Mm -hmm. And she goes, no, I've just been publicly humiliated. So, yeah. so that's why I'm mad. Nobody gets to dump me. Mm -hmm. I dump them. And mm -hmm. she says he was super boring. Mm -hmm. The most boring lover I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, he loved himself more than me. Mm -hmm. Um. She was going to dump him in a cruel and insulting way, but now he's done this publicly, so she's mm. got to get her revenge. Yes. Um, nice. Yeah. She's a nice person. I mean... You, you think she might have an excellent Instagram. You know, there was this rumor that um, 
Minnie Driver found out that she was broken up with by mm. Ben Affleck on a talk show. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. I might have, that might and, have something uh, to do with it. Yeah. And uh, I, it was around this time. Mm. Um, and uh, I remember thinking, God, that's really awful. I think he denied mm. it at some point, mm -hmm. but that sounds true to me. I bet you that happened. I, I bet thought you she that was happened. with Matt Damon or something. Was she not, I don't know. No, no, I no. Know. She was in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, she was, yeah. And she was the love interest for Matt Damon, but she was dating Ben Affleck. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hello, listeners. I'm breaking in here for just a moment to correct this egregious error on my part and to say I was wrong and Simon was right. Minnie Driver was maybe dumped on Oprah by Matt Damon. She was not dating Ben Affleck. This is one thing that was not Ben Affleck's fault. And uh, I wanted to jump in in the interest of accuracy. And also so Simon has me on tape saying I was wrong and he was right. Now back to our program. Right. And then he broke up with her for, I think... I think I read, I read an article Gwyneth about Paltrow? her recently. Something like that. I, I, who knows? I'm forgetting my keep, 90s gossip column stuff. Who this trash? This is late 90s. I like the driver. She was stuff. always great. She was always very she good. She is an excellent actor. Yeah. Like, fantastic. But you did get the impression that she just couldn't be bothered with any of the Hollywood stuff, which mm. is one of... Mm. Actually commends her. Frankly. That was a really good series she did with... Um, mm. Who? Oh gosh, it was called The Riches, and it was with um, Eddie Izzard. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. I it was. It. Uh, I really liked it, it. Um, and she was excellent in that. They She's were sort of excellent. like they were like con artists. Mm -hmm. It was really good. Oh, I um, sold. Oh yeah. If we I can will. dig that up, uh, I will rewatch that. Watch that. Um, anyways, um, digression. We're really into digressions Damn. today. Um, sorry. Uh, so what we're going to do? Uh, what are we going to do? Nikolai says. And so we cut back to um, or three hours earlier. So we keep yeah. jumping back. Flashback like, within a flashback. Flashback within a flashback. Yeah. Um, very Shakespearean. Um, and we see Dimitri basically um, threatening Dante. Telling see, Dante, you know, if you don't, if you don't protect this guy and stop her from killing him i'm going to be upset mm -hmm. um but he says he's a clown this guy this Kronstadt, but he's a media celebrity mm -hmm. he's talentless but he's popular with little girls and old ladies but he's got a controlling interest in gorky communications yeah. which is uh this big media conglomerate and dimitri's worried that they're losing the propaganda war mm -hmm. with the czar because of his alliance with the house of bolshoi the mm -hmm. media dynasty right. Yeah. So the czar is allied with a big media house. So the mm -hmm. Dimitri sees the need for him to secure uh, another propaganda channel. And yeah. he's got his eye on this communications Politics. firm that um, Kronstadt has a controlling interest yeah. in. And so basically they're going to buy that, but the deal isn't finalized till tomorrow. So Nikolai has to keep him alive long enough and keep so Nastasia, Nastasia from killing him long enough for the deal to go through. Right. So that's Dimitri's position in this is to explain the plot. Yes, exposition, Dimitri. Exposition. He's Dimitri. exhibition. <laughs> exhibition. Exhibition, Dimitri. <laughs> That's a different comic altogether. Uh, <laughs> exposition, Dimitri. The comic I would not buy. I. Well, we've already seen the czar like bathing in front of an audience, so why yeah, not? Why not Dimitri? We're, we're never going to see Dimitri. No. Okay. Yeah, Dimitri's so buttoned up, but yet Dimitri is the one that like sows his wild oats like all over, having all of these children. It's interesting. Well, that will be explained later. Oh, well, mm -hmm. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, then uh, we cut back to cut back to forward to whatever mm -hmm. before we're we're back to the future now, yes. and and we're back on the roof on the with roof. Nikolai and Nastasia, and they are um, coming to blows a bit because he's trying to hold her back from yeah. her killing this jackass, which yes. she really is. And she spits is, on his bio. She spits on his bio blade, it. and it dissolves. Yeah. She's like, does that hurt him? Does he feel that? Because it's an know. extension we never really of his. That. I mean, presumably it's like a fingernail or something. You don't feel it, but who knows? I don't know, it's man. Nanotechnology. I'm really interested to know if that would hurt. I mean, I it doesn't know. react as if it hurts, so I'm going to say no. See, if I'd drawn this out and made it hurt, because I think that's more fun. It is interesting, yeah. Um, also, I, I, because when we first got the little like summary, we have a little summary mm -hmm. overlaying uh, Nastasia here. Mm -hmm. Um, the first time we had a splash page of all the siblings, mm -hmm. um, they mentioned all their different powers mm -hmm. and they got to Nastasia and they called her the Romanov bitch, which yeah. I, I laughed about cause I was like, this person is this, this, this. And then we just get to the bitch. The bitch. Um, but what was also interesting is they talked about, um, mm -hmm. her, her, uh, 
fluids that she can turn her bodily fluids into venomous acidic substances. And I was concerned (laughs) about how she could administer this. I don't even want to know. That's what you said last time. But you know what's Uh, funny about this, Simon, is Robbie wrote around it here. So I'm wondering if he thought the same thing because he writes here, transmutation of bodily fluids into venomous or acidic substances brutally delivered by fang and claw. So she can only extrude them from her teeth and her nails. Okay. So he's he's pointing out that like right. she she can convert her body fluids, uh-huh. but they only exude through these two areas, right. so that we don't have any. I wonder if someone was like, you do realize that this means if she flicks boogers at you, does was, that they like acidic boogers? Or if you're a lover, she doesn't like. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't. If, you know. Listen. Anyways. I think there's a reason this character does not persist very long in this narrative because, frankly, because it's gross. Um, I I you know what I take issue with that because really? this whole series is pretty gross in a lot of okay. areas. Sure. We just last episode we just had a hank of hair that was like prominently displayed. So in any event, um so the the brother and the sister tussle here on the roof. Mm-hmm. He's trying to stop her. She's getting mad at him. Um and uh they fight mm. and she tosses him Shoot. into the uh glass um uh what would you call it? Uh, um, atrium yeah, the, the of window. the ballroom, the glass top glass of roof. the ballroom, glass roof. glass roof of the ballroom, mm-hmm. and Dante smashes through that roof mm-hmm. rather spectacularly, mm-hmm. and he is falling towards what, Simon? That looks like a chandelier to me. What happens when a chandelier is he's, ever in frame? He's magnetically attracted to Dante. He grabs it. <laughs> It's like a moth to a porch light. Dante will grab that chandelier and he will swing from it, ladies and gentlemen. And we do not disappoint. The chandelier essentially breaks his fall. Mommy and daddy chandeliers, don't (laughs) let your daughter get anywhere near Nikolai Dante. That's right. He will grab Uh, you. Or flagpoles. Flagpoles, God knows. He can't resist either. God knows. (laughs) He's a demon. Oh, God. Can't resist grabbing them. Oh, my gosh. Um, and uh, so he gate crashes by com- crashing through mm-hmm. the uh, atrium, the, the glass roof of this ballroom, into the middle of this big party at the mansion mm-hmm. that's celebrating the engagement of Nastasia's ex. Um, Kronstadt, yes. To Kronstadt. To and he f- Madame Bovary. To Madame Bovary. But yeah. he falls at the feet of the lovely Madame Bovary, mm-hmm. who is wearing a sweeping floor-length strapless ball gown. Yes. And she is a familiar entity. Yes. And she says, we really have to stop meeting like this, Kolya. And it is none other than Contessa Simon, de Winter. The Contessa de Winter. Right. Um, she's so this back. is a thing. This is a, Her names are always literary references, it seems. Mm. Yeah, so well, obviously, yeah. Madame she's, Bovary she's well and read. Contessa de Winter is a character from The Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Maybe she was hanging out with D'Artagnan in Paris and Who she knows? decided to adapt. Could be. Um, her name. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, they have a little back and forth where Mm -hmm. he's like, where's my money? You stole my money in Yalta. And she said, you stole the money first. Yeah. He said, you stole it first. And he said, so in other words, you've spent it, which I love. That's, that's some great banter there. Uh, Robbie, where's that money you ripped off? Are we going to let something as petty as money come between us? Ah, you've spent it. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Um, uh, it is a nice dress though. you know, this dress doesn't have anything on that blue velvet number you put her in. Yeah, I I remember that dress in my dreams. Yeah, it's right. so good. Right. Anyways. I'll bear um, that in mind. Please do. If I ever come up on any dressmakers. <laughs> um, and uh, I wouldn't want to get into a who wore it best, though, with the Contessa de Winter. She is... A drawing. Woo! She's, She's a drawing! A drawing. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Honey, I love you. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, she is a drawing. Tough yes. to compete with. Tough to compete um, with a drawing. So, <laughs> uh, she's not bad. She's just drawn that way. Yeah. By you. By me. Um, yes. And in bursts to this scene of these two in the middle of this crash-landed ballroom. This is Constat. Constat. Followed by goons. With goons. Faceless goons. I wonder what's going to happen to the goons. Hmm. You think they might get beat up mm, by Dante? I don't know. They're the stormtrooper people. Yes. What happens to them? So he basically says, "Oh, Dante, you've met my fiance." Ha ha. And he realized. Wait, that's Bovary. It's Bovary. Bovary. Winter. Winter. Bovary. Yeah. 
And so, uh, just as he's about to drop dime on her, mm -hmm. she crashes her her perfume over his head. Yep. And he decides to relent mm -hmm. to this abuse. Mm -hmm. It's a language Dante apparently understands. Um, and uh, he says, "Yes, Bovary, heavy mm -hmm. on the air quotes. Your mm -hmm. fiance, um, you know, is after your money, and I'm just here to make sure that you stay alive because mm -hmm. my sister's coming for you." Yeah. And uh, he doesn't believe Dante, and he says, "No woman." could ever want to harm a hair on my head because I'm the sexiest man alive 10 years running. They couldn't bring themselves to hurt me, women. <laughs> First of all, apparently gay women do not exist in this universe. No. No. There are no lesbians in None. the future. Or at least in this realm. Yeah. Um, they've all formed their own, like, society. It's like mm -hmm. they, they joined with the Wonder Woman Amazons and they're just off in, like, a Themyscira planet. Yeah. Yeah. Like Annex, the Greek yeah. island or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, no woman alive could bring themselves to hurt him. Mm -hmm. And Dante, I, this is, I, it's like so revealing. Dante, he says, whoa, earth calling Kronstadt. That's what women are here for, to hurt us and make our lives hell. Mm. Dante, mm. baby, who hurt you? <laughs> I think Robert Dante. was still single at this time, so maybe that's like, from the heart. It's so harsh. So harsh. I mean, that's what women are here for. Not like Pickle. my experience with women as such, but just yeah. women as an entity yeah. exist to hurt us and make yeah. our lives hell. That is cynical we're AF. We're still in Dicolai Nanti territory here. That's some real Dicolai. Yeah. But like it comes from pain. Yeah. It's like a little bit incel. That's it the first time is. Dante sounded like an incel. Yeah, it's true. Mm. It's like, it's like, yeah, who did hurt And you? he gets so much tail. You got no reason to talk like an incel, Dante. Excuse me. I think maybe he's talking to the Contessa de Winter over there. But, no, because they barely message. had a thing. He smooched her once. She stole his money. He, she stole his heart. Oh, my I God, I think please. he really likes her. No. I mean, it's, I'm trying to put a nice positive spin on I this. Guess it's, I guess it's a full year after Ellie's dead now. Probably, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to put it down to uh, trauma mm. from watching his actual love, like, die in his arms. Mm. And now he's run into this woman who took his money again, and he's mm. just, like, feeling sorry for himself. I'm going to give him that. No, he's not above that, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to give him that. But, mm. like, yeah. throttle back on the incel, Dante. Yeah. It's very dick yeah. of you. Yeah, very dick um, So, in any event, um, I... Uh, what's why do I keep forgetting his name? Kronstadt. Kronstadt. That's why, because mm -hmm. it sounds like I don't know, um, a manufacturer of industrial mm -hmm. materials or something. Yeah. Um, Kronstadt uh leads uh the Contessa away and says, "Goons, take care of Dante." Oh, but men in the iron masks as yes. well. It's like a reference for Duma. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Do they mention that they're iron? No, the masks so. they're wearing. I, I can see it in the script though. Okay. All right. Um, so in any event, um, they have a sort of a little like... The intruder, uh, he's taken out Chitovsky and Hardonsky. Yeah, what's happening there? Hardonsky, I was like, Hardonsky? Um, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's it. Wow, wow. I, I know. But I don't know what Chitovsky is. It's like poop? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, Best not to think too much about it. All righty. And uh, so Dante makes short work of these goons. Mm -hmm. uh, Dante slides down a banister, kicks them down the stairs mm -hmm. of a grand staircase in the ballroom. Yep. They land in a pile. And then <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> what does Dante do to get away? He puts on his dread pirate Roberts, gentleman thief. Like and disguise no one knows and where he is. melts into the crowd. Never mind that the <laughs> <laughs> the entire crowd is in like these beautiful bronze masks, and there's one d bag wearing a black headkerchief, and they're like, "Don't know where Dante could be." <laughs> Who could have spotted him through that uncanny disguise? It's like um, it's like the psychic paper on Doctor Who. Yeah. He pulls that hood on, and just nobody knows where what? Dante's where did at. Where Dante go? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Mm -hmm. um, long may it rain. It, yeah. it tickles me every time mm -hmm. it comes up. He disappeared like a phantom, they say. <laughs> <laughs> Put a bag on his head and disappeared into the oh, crowd. God. Anyway. Okay, so um, 
he he's like oh, I can always carry this on me just for su- just such an occasion, um, and uh, then we go we cut to the communications chamber Kronstadt of the Kronstadt Manor, Manor and mm-hmm. we see the Contessa in her ball gown mm-hmm. behind a computer screen surrounded by computer screens. It's interesting um, that we see that as a computer screen, even though it's just a green square. Somehow green light on the face is, is enough to indicate computers, even though computers don't work like that. They didn't in the 90s, and they certainly don't work that way now. But somehow green light is a computer thing. Interesting. Yeah, it works. Yeah. It well, really listen, works. I, I this is very it legible. I, but it's it's interesting you point that out, is that like you, know, you, you see someone uh, facing us at a table, mm-hmm. and then they've got a green square over their face sort of distorting, right. mm-hmm. like we're looking through a clear piece of... Um, uh, glass mm-hmm. um, that that is green tinted, and then there's sort of like green uh, buttons and dials and screens sort of behind them ranged. I'm just admiring it's, Charlie's ability. Yeah, to this do is the incredible. Minimum possible um, to make it work. This is an incredible thing, which and, is not uh, a small thing, I should say. Because I'm not trying to minimize his achievement. It's actually very hard to do. Yeah. Um, And I'm trying to back off too much description of things that people aren't looking at when Mm -hmm. we're talking about them, just Mm because I don't want people to not listen to this podcast because they're getting visual FOMO because they don't have the the comic right in front of them at that moment. Mm -hmm. But it really is an amazing panel um, that you're pointing out here. So if you do grab Mm -hmm. the comic at a certain point, um, flip through to um, the Mask of Dante Mm -hmm. and, and find this panel, it is toward, it was the second to last page of part two. two. Um, and, uh, just look at that and think about how in the wrong hands, you would not be able to know what's going on there at all. Mm, Like, and that's so legible. Um, and it's communicating a very complicated space. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of Alex Tothian thing whereby you can communicate very, very little with a very simple layout and arrangement, but it's so hard to do well. Mm. And there's not many artists who can really do it and they can pare it down to like the real essence of a, of a, of a frame and a page and an idea. Um, anyway, I mean, I feel like even if you're like, I feel like anyone, even if you're not an artist, Mm. right. Mm. But anyone who's played like Pictionary or like, you know, Mm. a a game where you had to like draw something quickly to a Mm. timer that was legible, that people knew what it was. You Mm. understand how representing something and drawing is very difficult. Yes. And representing Um, an idea is is the the essence of comics and something that Charlie's very, very good at. Um, and he's got this kind of ability to distill things down to the essence. Mm. Yeah. Well, bravo, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And, um, so uh, the gentleman thief comes up behind uh, the uh, Contessa de Winter and says, um, I congratulate you on your engagement. Mm-hmm. And he, should I say Contessa or should I say Miss Bovary? Yeah. And she says, neither. Don't bother trying to find my real name. The way to survive the empire is to not get close to anyone. Mm-hmm. So she is, um, she's, she's, uh, she's not going to let Dante in. Oh, she's going to explain her plot. Yes, she's going to exposition at him. And he says, well, then what's the game? Kill him on the honeymoon, steal the fortune? And she said, nothing so crude. What do you think I am? <laughs> um, and she expositions and basically talks about the, the thing that Dimitri brought up, mm-hmm. about uh, how he has the holdings in the communications company. And he's apparently going to take the money from that sale and finance a religion devoted to himself. <laughs> um, so he's going to pull an L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. Uh, which, you know, mm, not a bad plan. If you can do it. I mean, you know, mm. it, it works. Um, and, uh, he, uh, she basically says that, uh, the sales aren't finalized till noon tomorrow, mm-hmm. which she says, that's probably why you're trying to stop Nastasia mm-hmm. from killing, uh, him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Romanov dynasty are buying his share of the, of the communications firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says that she's moved the uh, transactions, brought the sales forward to midnight tonight. Mm-hmm. She stole the security codes, and she's intercepting the transfer of the funds and redirecting them into her own accounts instead mm-hmm. of Kronstadt. So she's, again, stealing someone's money. Yep. And she says, I usually prefer hands-on heist to technological fraud, but Kronstadt's so repulsive that I... Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, I love that she's like a multifaceted thief here she can let go she can romance people she can steal physical satchels but like also yeah, yeah. she She's can got, hack when she skills. needs to She's got skills. she is very interesting uh i like her more and more the more we see her mm. I think she was conceived of as a kind of like a foil for Dante. Yeah. She's his equal. I love that she's like, no time for love, Dr. Jones. I don't get close to nobody in this, she's you a, know, she's, she's his equal empire. In every, every respect, except that yeah. she, he gets the accident of birthright and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
and she's, she's like, wait a minute, uh, are you six. listening to me? And he says, no, I've just been thinking about you. Yeah. And then the smoochies, they smoochies. And as they're making out, who comes in but the sister? Yes. I mean, talk about a wet blanket. They're going off, bitch. A wet blanket <laughs> of fang bile yeah. comes yeah. in, it's and coming. it is Nastasia uh -huh. saying, don't you recognize your half-sister? And she is in party gear. She has yeah, yeah. snuck in to the ball. Uh -huh. And uh, she basically says um, that Kronstadt and his fiance are going to be a lot easier to kill when the entire security force is chasing after Dante. So she's yeah. using Dante to distract. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, in any event, um, we get some acid being blasted through the computer screen. She attacks them, yeah. uh, Nastasia, and she's traced them because she could smell the perfume that was broken over Dante's okay. head earlier. I love mm -hmm. these little details sure. that, are, mm -hmm. that are actually in here. We didn't really need to know how she found them, but okay. Robbie always thinks okay. about it. Anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So um, then we get some more goon fighty. Uh, mm -hmm. The uh, Constat grabs his uh, fiance. His goons bust into the computer room, um, and Constat uh, uh, sort of apologizes and says, "Wait a minute, Dante, you were right. She's trying to kill me. Sorry about that." Mm -hmm. And he uh, attacks him anyway yeah. and says, "Screw you! Screw you! I'm I'm sick of this. Um, this this whole night has become just..." Not fun anymore. And, and it's it, about to get, it's about to get even less fun. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, just living up to her reputation, Nastasia has poisoned the water at the party mm -hmm. so that everyone suddenly starts throwing up all over each other. And she mentions... This is why we didn't use this character very much. <laughs> she also <laughs> says she added a little extra flavoring to the guests' food and drink as well. So just so everybody, everybody is just vomiting everywhere. Hick. Really gross. And I love that Constantine gets some all over his face and he just starts standing there having this conversation. Like, mm -hmm. eh, you know, <laughs> what can you do? Kronstadt, not Constantine. Sorry, I, my mistake. Kronstadt. Yeah. And Kronstadt, this proves her love to him. Mm -hmm. He says, my God, if you'd go through this much yep. to, to prove your love to me, then, then you're the one I want to marry, not this... Uh, weirdly decides to smooch her. So he decides to smooch her. Terrible idea. And she acids him. Yeah. And he chokes on it Dissolves. and falls over and melts. Mm -hmm. Melting. Mm -hmm. And uh the Contessa de Winter has already taken off on a chess horse in the background. Because she's got she's got, she her, she's got her money. Yeah. She's got her money. And uh the uh Romanova Eagle? Have we seen this plane before? We haven't, and I like it. I it's wish, really cool. I wish I. That's a good. That's an original Charlie drawing, and um, I wish. What I kind of style is this? It kind of looks like an iron bird or something I don't from know. like. It's uh, very cool. Um, Art Deco-y mm -hmm. kind of no, plane. He's, he's pulled the the deco. That's the, again Charlie picks up Charlie all these things it, and yeah. he, he just puts them pulls them forward. So flying away in the I wish big I'd iron that for myself, right? Mm. In the big iron uh, plane bird, Roman of mm -hmm. an eagle. Yep. On their way back to the Winter Palace, uh, brother and sister are mm -hmm. sharing some um, champagne, mm -hmm. some wine, champagne, and flutes. Black and champagne. Black champagne. Literally. And she says, let's drink to your criminal genius. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Dimitri's happy because the, the sale went forward earlier. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, and uh, then we get a little Princess Bride joke and they here at the end. Rip off the Princess Bride. We get the little Princess Bride thing here at the end. Um, never tangle with a Sicilian when death is on the line. line. Uh, basically, uh, switching they they the, did she or didn't she poison his wine glass? He keeps switching them behind her How back. Will he ever know? How will he ever know? And she says, "I've been immune to my own bile for many years, which is I've developed uh, an immunity to Idacane powder." Um, so mm -hmm. we got some S. Morgan Stern. Princess Bride, mm -hmm. uh, tomfoolery in Indeed. the end here. Um, and Dante pauses before drinking the wine. Uh, unlike yeah. um, Wallace Shawn. Vizzini. I couldn't remember the name at all. Mm -hmm. um, yes, uh, he pauses. So Indeed. Dante presumably lives. We the must, Well, I mean, he does live because we cut to. And we are now in the movable feast. Movable feast. And we are back to. Uh, script by Robbie Morrison, and who is on the art? 
Oh, that would be me. It's you. Simon Fraser. And I love this page we open on with mm. all of the, where Dante has got a lady, naked lady on his head. He's staggering in front of a big bed that's laden with naked ladies mm -hmm. in various states of undress. And he's being attacked by these uh, off-camera hands that are carrying all manner of weapons and chainsaws. And they say amazing things on them mm -hmm. that you've written on here. Did it say in the script these names or you just invented that? Uh, I think I invented all that. Um, it's a long tradition in, in 2000 AD. It comes from Kevin O'Neill, which mm -hmm. is like all kinds of weaponry. It has slogans written on it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a thing uh, that you kind of expect it to do. Right. And this is definitely one of those occasions where you go, yep, here we go. Um, yeah, we've got love truncheon, mm -hmm. which is a great euphemism there, Simon. Um, all things bright and beautiful on the edge of a blade. Mine eyes have seen the glory on a chainsaw mm -hmm. and the, uh, wrath and judgment on either side of a, of a double-headed uh, double, double battle, double battle axe. Um, and then, uh, maybe my favorite, no come all ye faithful. Mm-hmm. Simon. It's uh, abstinence. Come is spelled a different way. Yeah. Um, wow. Mm. You had a lot of fun with this picture. I had a lot of fun with this story. <laughs> this whole story is great. Yeah, fun. this is a great story. So, Movable mm. Feast. Let's Movable feast. dive in. And, so, this uh, is a story showcasing Andreas, mm -hmm. who is Dante's favorite of his siblings, half siblings. Um, because he's the most like Dante. Because he's the most like Dante. Fights, fights, fights. Uh, sexes, sexes, sexes. Yes. And he's a character. Like like many characters in 2000, who's loosely based on James Coburn. Yeah. Who's James Coburn? Oh God. James Coburn uh, is a famous Hollywood actor of the 60s and 70s and 80s, I think. Um, and uh, he was in Fistful of Dynamite, uh, Iron Man Flint, a number of other ones. He's okay. famously charming um, Hellraiser character. Um, Do we watch Cross of Iron, Iron. Man Flint? No. Uh, I might have at some point. Not a great film, okay. but it, it's it's kind of typifies a certain sixties right. um, really like James Bondishness. I'm, we getting have, a, I'm getting we a have. vibe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, James Coburn hasn't in, come into your. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we'll we'll have to work on that, sure. uh, won't we? Mm -hmm. um, still haven't Any. seen Wrath of Khan, by the way. No. Um, we should make a list of 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 discoveries that we need it's to remedy. List. It's a list. It's <laughs> it's growing. So we have mm -hmm. Madame. Georgie's, Georgie, yeah. Georgie's House, House of Sin, the House of Sin, which I love. Um, uh, I was part of a fictional dungeon once in a play that I was in really? as a dominatrix, and it was Mistress Maybe's House of Sin. Oh yeah, yes, oh. yes. So I don't know if that's a thing, if it's like drawn from something. Um, no House idea. Of Sin, there's like a literary uh, reference or something that people are I don't collectively know what it drawn is. from. Off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, well, in any event, sure. it, anyway. it did strike me that maybe that was another Robbie, like yeah. kind of pulling from other things in uh, in literature. Mm -hmm. And you've also written some interesting things on this giant house of sin, which is basically mm. looks like a cross. What, what would you describe this as? A, a, it's a an road-going Leviathan. An old mobster car, but gi but a gigantic ship that's also a, a Titanic. Yeah. And, and is somehow rolling across the ground yeah. um, with like a White House on one side of it. I mean, yeah. it's just a behemoth of a thing. Yes. A crazy luxury liner with that is topped with a bronze statue of a bear roaring and a uh, lady in her underwear riding its back. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's like the hood ornament. That's hood ornament, yeah. Uh, but it's gigantic. This thing looks like the size of like the right. Queen Mary three yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll see why that's there later. Yes. And uh, uh, we have a bunch of like families kind of seeing off seeing the off men, the waving like it's the Titanic, like have it's a great a cruise time ship. on the mobile whorehouse. Yes, Daddy's going off to spend time with with all the sex workers. Wave goodbye. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, liberated society. Yeah, part of me is like, man, it's sex positive. Mm -hmm. eh. Definitely. You know, if everyone's freely this the, the woman what the woman we see at the corner of the page is smiling and waving this gentleman off she's obviously off. pregnant she's smiling oh i didn't even notice she was mm, pregnant yeah. and she's got a little kid next to her bye daddy <laughs> just have promise me you won't bring the kids anything back from the gift shop again i don't want to <laughs> have those conversations when you return from this trip yep. to the uh Madam Welcome Georgie's House, House of Sin. Of Sin. You've come, and you've written on the bumper, uh, Passion Wagon, Transport of Delights, Carnival Caravan. Mm -hmm. Carnal, ca Carnal Caravan. Carnal Caravan. Mm -hmm. Carnal Caravan. 
Um, and so basically we get a little um, uh, Imperial Times monologuing about mm -hmm. the House of Sin. It's a pleasure cruiser, mm -hmm. uh, travels the globe on a roller coaster ride to paradise. Accommodation mm -hmm. available daily, weekly, or monthly, mm -hmm. uh, depending on spending power. Um, uh, debate still rages over which is the oldest profession in the empire, thievery, or to put it politely, seduction for the purposes of financial gain. Mm -hmm. Sex work. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, that's putting it politely. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Andreas and Dante have been assigned the assigned task of... Assigned the task of a mission aboard this thing. Securing the political favors of Madame Yorgi. Yeah. Um, and all expenses paid weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, and he basically is bragging to Dante. These two are hysterical together. Mm -hmm. Where Andres is like, listen, dude, I spent like several years on board this mm -hmm. thing. He's still paying off I'm the still paying it off. Yeah. And then we have some protesters that show up. Yep. Because whenever you have anything like this, this you're going to have protesters. Always kill joys. I mean, there are even protesters at San Diego Comic-Con for crying out loud. <laughs> Um, oh no, we, people having fun. We can't I know, have that. we can't have that. You know. Um, so we have some protesters that show up mm -hmm. and they are yelling your general uh, religious yeah. protester thing. Sinners, fornicators. Mm -hmm. And uh, they want Dante and Andreas to embrace the teachings of Skopsky. Skopsky. Yes. Skopsky. Save their immortal souls. Yes. And um, uh, this is the sect of Skopsky and yeah. their leader... Arnheim Ivanov, a religious cult who believed that promiscuity is the key to hell. Designed and, after 70s Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, the the the, the lead yeah, uh the yeah, lead the lead lunatic. Um that Ivanov. Bound, yeah, Ivanov. Muscle bound yeah, he losers. does They're does all, look uh Schwarzenegger. This is basically incel religion. This is like them. The yeah, well, but see, they resorted to self-castration to in their quest for saintliness. I can't see incels ever doing that. But mm. uh yes. Yeah. Um, the ideas are there and they have crosses over their mm -hmm. privates in their yeah. crotches mm -hmm. and, uh, all, I love all the, all the, um, sex workers come out onto like the deck of the ship mm -hmm. to like yell back at the protesters, mm -hmm. including the madam who's basically like, get a life. Mm -hmm. You're preaching this nonsense. Yeah. You steal money from your congregation, like get yeah. off it. You're, yeah. you're no different from us. You're just selling a different kind of religion, which is Fair point, madam. Yes, yes. Uh, never argue with the madam of a very, very like popular cat house. You know what I mean? Like, she's no. obviously doing. She's something obviously right. doing a lot of things right, and you're not going to win that argument. Yeah. Um, and so uh, she says, "Come on, girls, let's show these guys what you got." Mm -hmm. Because the the men have just revealed that they have repressor robes that mm -hmm. condition them to resist temptation by administering electroshocks at the slightest impure thought or stimulation, mm -hmm. and uh, so all of the ladies start dropping their uh, robes. Mm -hmm. One girl in the front gets her hand right down into her pants. Mm -hmm. uh, they're looking great. You look like you had a fabulous time drawing this. Yeah, it was fun. All these lovely ladies. It was fun times. It is so great. I love all the other artists, but it is so satisfying to see you return. Dante. Thank you. I'm having a lot of fun looking at you. Thank you. Your art again. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, so, this is a uh, fun story. Yeah, this is a fun story. So we have all these different uh, all these different ladies of different mm -hmm. shapes and sizes. Yeah. And a dude. And one random, dude. random dude one random wandering dude. out, which is yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. um, I like to think that he's a sex worker and that this is an yeah, equal opportunity yeah, place. He's a sex worker Good. of some kind. Good. You know, I like it. you know, I like it. I mean, it's not 50 50. Yeah, this know. is very, because it's very uh, sort of hetero, but I, I love that a there's a dude there. Misogynistic world. But, yeah. I love that you slipped that in there, babe. Yeah, I know right. that that's, a, that's the kind of thing that a Simon would add. Yeah. 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 You're always doing little things like that in the background. I like it's it. important. Yeah, it is important. Diversity. You're damn right. Um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is really mad. Mm -hmm. And uh, as they start disrobing, mm -hmm. the men are blushing and saying, oh gosh, we can't help ourselves and they are getting shocked and thrown to their knees and they're like oh maybe we can sell that we're praying and not yeah. not succumbing to these temptations of yeah. these beautiful women right. and uh then we uh get sort of a voiceover that the house of sin circumnavigates the earth every 80 days frequently stopping at sites of great natural beauty cultural and historical significance mm -hmm. not that anyone's looking out the window <laughs> so this is basically sex snowpiercer it that's good. That's good. It's sex snowpiercer. It's sex snowpiercer. Yeah. I'm into it. I, listen. 
you know, we were. I, I, was, I just thought it was to try and circumvent <laughs> circumvent licensing laws. But hey. I was just talking about Snowpiercer on another podcast a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and apparently in the story in the original uh, Bond Désigné, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, did I say it right that you time? You did. Well done. <gasps> Good job. Drink. I actually did a French pronunciation somewhat correctly. Amazing. Um, uh, so the original Bon Désigné has two trains. So maybe mm-hmm. the other one is this train. Maybe. That's what I'm going to, in I my mean, head, canon. it's more canon. of a monster truck. But yeah, yes, sure. it's fine. That's, it's fine. It's a, so there's would... a sex snowpiercer in the regular one. Yeah. Um, okay. So we cut to inside the sex snowpiercer, mm-hmm. and we see Arkady um, uh, and no. Dante... That's Arky. I did it. Andreas. I was thinking about that. No prize. Charlie Adler. <laughs> You've ruined me. Yes, Andreas. Andreas. And uh, and Dante are being entertained by the madam of the house madam and Georgie. some of her mm-hmm. some of her ladies. And um, she basically is kind of like talking about, um, you know, what, uh, or rather, Andreas is talking about how he's mature and responsible now. Mm-hmm. and he wants to build a career, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, you're breaking my heart. So these two kind of have a Make thing. A history. Yeah. They got some history together, mm-hmm. and he basically says, let me lay this on you yeah. before I try and lay on you, yep. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He basically wants to buy shares in this business right. and be her mm-hmm. sleeping partner. Yeah. I think he means silent partner. I think that's what he means. Uh, but he's thinking about sleeping with her, so he's saying sleeping partner, mm-hmm. and um, they're sort of chit-chatting. Meanwhile, Dante's watching uh, one of the young ladies, beautiful young ladies, eat a banana, mm-hmm. seductively. <laughs> um, and uh, Dante jumps up and starts acting like Nikolai. Yes. Drunk. Stumbling around, saying he's the hero of Rodenstein. He really works that one title he's got. One he? decent thing he's done in his life. You're making it less good the more you do this, Dante. <laughs> you're sort of at, you're ruining it. Um, but anyways, um, I love the madam who's just like, how have I managed to work with men so long without being driven insane? <laughs> And so then, but she makes a deal with Andreas. Mm-hmm. So she yeah, likes him yeah. enough to not be driven insane. Yeah. And um, she says, you know, you can become my sleeping partner, but only, only. on one condition. <laughs> that Nikolai Nante over here mm-hmm. survives the gauntlet of pure unadulterated pleasure. A trial of male endurance so draining, so arduous, that only one man has ever completed it. Yep. Yes, it was me, says Andreas. Aged, oh, it aged me 10 it years. Aged him 10 For a minute, years. I was like, he was 10 years old? What yeah, kind of. This is formidable. What is happening? This is, that's wrong. It's a prodigy. That is, <laughs> it's not a prodigy. That's illegal. Um, anyways, um, that's abuse. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, no, it aged him 10 years yes. to complete it. And Dante, Nikolai, with his. He's got little, like, drunk bubbles in his mm-hmm. face. He's saying, I can do it, and Andrea's going to do it. Yeah. And um, uh, the madam says, you're either very brave or very, very stupid. Some I think of our... we know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, listen, um, stupid and impulsive in the right context looks like brave a lot. And Dante is, is both of these makes qualities. his career on this. He's both brave and stupid. Some of the seductresses are so beautiful they make men cry. Others so wicked they make them scream. Mm-hmm. And Dante says he never, the hero of Rundenstein, never runs from battle. Especially one of the sexes. Wah, wah. Uh-huh. So cut to Dante mm-hmm. on a bed with a bunch of ladies and a bunch of bottles of wine. Yep. Surrounded by some more ladies. And a big bunch of bananas. And a big bunch of bananas. I guess they're seductively eating them. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And uh, he's kind of like overwhelmed by, oh my God, this is just the beginning. And look at all these women coming up behind me that I have to please. There's a line of ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, And just as he's beginning Mm -hmm. his gauntlet... A ship flies up that is sort of shaped in the shape of a cross, and it's got uh, like a Jesus figure mm-hmm. um, across the bottom of it, emblazoned across the bottom of it with arms outstretched. Mm-hmm. And it is. Uh, it's the it is the Skopskis, and they have a flying sort of like cathedral ship that they are trying to dive bomb mm-hmm. uh, the sex snowpiercer with. I got a phone call about this. 
from Dave Bishop. I was living in Austria at the time, in Vienna, Austria. I got an international phone call from Dave Bishop, the editor, going, what did you do? Because obviously the Jesus Christ on the ship is firing a gun out of his nether regions. Right, yeah, you have a trap door that's opening and yes. it's like a missile's about to come out. It's yeah. it's not extended, though. You just see the... Yeah. But still, the, he's, the, he's the ejaculating um, some kind of laser beam thing. Uh, yes, and then we see the, the laser beam coming I think, out. I think there was an attempt to try and cover that up with lettering, uh, but that made the panel nonsensical, so they went, all right, we'll just let it go. And nobody commented. So yeah, you got away with it. Got away with you it. got away with it, Fraser. <laughs> um, so thus begins a big war, right? Yay. So we get a, a big war where these guys, uh, the... the um, uh, incel, incel religious guys, for yes. incels for Jesus, we'll call them that. Mm -hmm. Incels for Jesus dive bomb the uh, the uh, sex snow piercer. Mm -hmm. They break through the roof and they come through in the middle of like a big grand mm -hmm. uh, area with a pool. And uh, they announce that they are uh, going to basically take this place for Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, Dante now has to fight them yes. uh, as he's in the middle of coitus. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got a, a woman sitting on his shoulders naked yeah. as he's fighting people with his yeah. bio blades. Mm -hmm. And I love that he says, it's kind of hard to concentrate when you've got warm thighs wrapped around your neck and every bone in your body is screaming for you to turn your turn head around. around. <laughs> Quite wonderful. There you go. Um, and uh, the ladies on the balcony are all screaming, he's the hero of Rittenstein. He's here to save us. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's not so keen to throw that title yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. He's like, um, there's a lot more of these guys than there are of me. Like, my, mm -hmm. my ability to fight them is limited. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's what he did at Bishop, by the way. And that's why he's wearing a bishop hat. So um, the uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger head of the incels for Jesus is asking all of the wicked nobles, I guess, mm -hmm. that are there. Or and maybe some of the girls. Punters. There's a guy in a parrot costume. Are kneeling and saying, you know, we're ashamed of our wicked ways. Convert us. Yes. Uh, but really only because he's holding a giant chainsaw with a cross on it and like yeah. just busted in on their fun and they're all yeah. naked you know. and vulnerable. Um, but anyway, uh, so then because they've yelled that Nikolai Dante, the hero of Rudenstein, mm -hmm. is going to come for them. What's I love that the incels for Jesus are like, Nikolai Dante, we know about you because we, we <laughs> because we're against any kind of fornication mm -hmm. and you are the king of fornication. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if he had time and enough breath, he would be very proud of that. I think he if would he, be very yeah, proud of it. he's to, trying he, very hard to yeah, be. Yeah, he's that. in the midst of 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 the fight, but mm. like, had had yeah, he more time, yeah, he would yeah. be like, oh my goodness, I'm really yeah, making it. He's working on um, it, and uh, you know, it's a milestone. Mm -hmm. um, so he uh, jumps off the balcony, jumps into the fight, crashes mm. through different rooms in the palace, mm -hmm. um, in palace in the uh, the sex snowpiercer, the house mm -hmm. of sin. Yeah. Um, and uh, ends up in the boudoir of the madam and Andreas, who are yeah. going at it. He gets, uh, he gets electrocuted with an electric whip. Oh, yes. Sorry, yeah. yes. Um, we have a, a bit where he's fighting uh, uh, one of the, the incels for Jesus, and he gets elect electrocuted with one of their electric whips, mm -hmm. um, which comes into play later. But Dante uh, boosts in on his um, half-brother's boudoir mm -hmm. uh, session with the madam Georgi, mm -hmm. and... Uh, Dante then turns the electric whip back on one of the yes. uh, incels for Jesus and electrifies their electrified suit, yes. which, yes. you know, results in, in frying. Kind of, yeah. They are fried inside the suit. Gross. Yes. Um, and uh, then Dante is still just dressed in his jockey shorts yes, with, with, with the crest across the crotch. Yes. Um, and uh, he's standing around talking with uh, his half-brother, Mm -hmm. Um, and basically says, you know, you're, you're making love here while I'm like trying to like fight this whole horde of people off. And he kind of doesn't apologize for it. Mm. And, um, he says, come on, dude, like you gotta come help yeah. me. So he's like, all right, all right, all right. And I love that he asks, um, madam to lie there and amuse herself mm -hmm. until, I until he returns. Yes. I love it. And then he pulls his, his uh, pants on and his suspenders up and mm. puts a stogie in his mouth and they go off to yeah. fight. That's the most James fight, Coburn thing ever. Fight the hordes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, the train keeps a rolling. The 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 House of Sin train keeps a rolling, yeah. and um, a big face off occurs. Dante and his brother, half dressed and drinking, mm-hmm. are at the end of a long hallway, and the hordes are coming towards them. The incel hordes are coming mm-hmm. towards them, and what happens? Andreas does his thing. He gets yeah. out that blade that, as the um, voiceover reminds us, once cut through twenty seven men with a single blade, mm-hmm. and he basically produces a knife that um, manipulates its lethal energy field to the size of whatever it's attacking. So it's like the mm-hmm. Huntsman 5000, yeah. same sort of technology, adapting the yeah. uh, um, ballistics to whatever's it's coming context. at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we have a great uh, image here of slicing through all of the men at different levels. They're mm-hmm. being severed at the arms, in... By, down by the crotch, in the middle, um, it's terrible. It's like mm-hmm. 13 guys, and they get all get sliced and diced at different levels um, mm-hmm. with this thing. Ick. It's gross, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, butchery. Mm-hmm. And what's even grosser, I, I, you have a great reaction shot where Dante is like biting his tongue like, ugh, which is <laughs> a wonderful facial reaction from you, Simon. Uh, it yeah, Because gross. Yeah, and it's yeah. really well yeah. communicated. Absolutely. And uh, and some of these guys are like still left standing. It's like there's no nothing above the shoulders, and the body's mm. still standing up. And then the other half's on the floor, and it's uh, 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 Ooh. Uh, yes, body body horror. I swear, this whole fighting with knives thing, chopping people up with knives, and it's it's a horrible thing. It is a horrible thing. You are so right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the battle continues. Arnold says. I'll be back. I'm going to get you. Uh-huh. The head incel attacks Dante and they crash out the eyes of the lady, the big bronze lady who's riding the bear on the, the bear, hood ornament yeah. mm-hmm. that we saw earlier that's at the top of this. So this is our um, gratuitous um, uh, Mount Rushmore moment. Right. So it's a big bronze lady and they're fighting down her boobs. Yeah, so we're, this is this is a reference to North by Northwest. I was just going to say it's a North by Northwest. That's what it is. Yes. Which I saw for the first time recently. There you go. And was fantastic. It's a fantastic film. And so they fight uh, mm-hmm. down the boobs of this lady and mm-hmm. uh, this poor unfortunate, uh, not really unfortunate, what a no, jerk he is. The incel grabs onto Dante's shorts and right. Dante just takes off his shorts and the man plummets and is ground under the wheels of the train vehicle that keeps a rolling it's a metaphor sex snow piercer can't can't push can't push back human human instincts yeah um and so uh they they save the day Mm mm-hmm and uh the madam says well dante now that you've saved the day these women, you got to complete the sex yeah. gauntlet yeah. to finalize this you know, sale, and now they're all and now they're all really excited to thank you for saving <laughs> their lives. So it's going to be even more challenging. <laughs> and uh, his brother goes, "I try to tell you, you can have too much of a good thing." And Dante becomes the second man to ever have completed the, Hellraiser the gauntlet. sex Hellraiser gauntlet. Yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, the madam suggested best two out of three, and Dante said, Fuoco. <laughs> no. Um, and he staggers out, and Andres is impressed and says, I couldn't even walk. You're walking. And Dante looks about how I felt yesterday mm. after my second Moderna shot. Yep. He is just <laughs> totally out of it, um, stumbling. And uh, basically, uh, Andres says, No, no, no. You know, a lot of those seductresses uh, mm-hmm. are trying to get info on our family. Yep. You didn't let anything slip. You didn't let them get anything incriminating that could mm-hmm. embarrass us, did you? Mm-hmm. And Dante said, of course not. I always practice safe sex. I always practice safe sex, That's right? That's not what we mean. So, no, no, no. Did you keep our information safe? Did you keep our image safe? And, of course, Dante's like, yeah, no problem. And behind them, projected on a giant digital screen, mm-hmm. is a naked Dante with his Romanoff crest shorts on his head, head. Yes. and two ladies, and two ladies about to service him. Doing something to his, um, mm-hmm. anyway, there's a convenient bus in front of his nether region. Yes, yeah. an Airbus. How could I possibly embarrass the family more, more than, than I, I already, already do, do? Which is honestly well, a fair point, Dante. Well, it really is. Well, Dante. Um, yeah. Well, that was a wonderful romp. 
was a hoot. It's really nice uh, to have a hoot. 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 It was nice to have, we had some kind of like, kind of light, sort of mm. silly, often in parts disgusting, but, mm. but fun mm. romps after the great game, which was a real, which was yeah. a tough one. Hey, listen, it only gets, it did. In a way, this is a way of actually doing some lighthearted romps before what is to come, which is, um, the, well, war yeah, is the war is coming. The war is coming. So this is kind of establishing the scene for the war. All right. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm sad I didn't get to do more Andreas stuff because I like Andreas. He's, he's great. Of, he's one of my favorite characters. It's character. also great to see him paired with Dante, so that Dante can mm -hmm. kind of like be taken down a few pegs and yeah. have somebody that he's sort of deferring to a bit. And yeah. I mean, Dante is a little short of father figures. Fathers are problematic in Dante's mm -hmm. world, and Andreas is kind of like a at least a male mentor figure. Mm. And he's he's a good character. He's he's actually yeah. quite reasonable and honorable in his own way. I was gonna say he doesn't really get up to much uh, mischief. He's not. He's he's by far the most decent member of his yeah. family, even though he's got the reputation as being the hellraiser and the the, mm. the wild one. But uh, he's definitely the one. With just the, slut shaming. He the, just gets down a lot. Right. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not at all. A lot of those yeah. siblings are way worse than him. Sure. I mean, God love her, but Lulu is a terror. Well, the, we the, haven't got to Lulu. The yet. toxic twins are. Awful. Well, I mean, awful Nastasia is disgusting and terrible. Andreas is fine. Andreas is decent. He's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's the one. They're just slut shaming him. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it's I haven't fine. seen anything. I haven't seen anything bad from him yet. No. Enjoying sex is not a crime. No. It is not. And uh, so we're going to close the book on Dante for today. We are. Um, but we will be back next week with Tour of Duty. Mm -hmm. Which is the Constantine it's a story. Tour of, tour of Duty. That's like a oh, Call of Duty is the video, of Duty game. Is video game. I was like, it's sounds tea. like a video game. It's before that. Tour of Duty. Yes. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. And if so, please subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of your platforms. Please follow us on Twitter at PodTGDR. Let us know what you think of the podcast, of Dante Comics, whatever is on your mind. I'm Edie. And I'm Simon. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Thank you.